everyone, it's Jeannie, Pistol Packing Mountain Mama Health Nut. Welcome to Throw Out the Trash. I'm so glad you're here. Today on the All Things Health segment, I'm going to talk about a man-made product called folic acid. And this was a hard one for me because I love to eat pasta and rice. And I'll explain what this is and then keep listening to my second segment I call Mountain Adventures. Today I share a story about life on a ranch and how dangerous it can be when two 2,000-pound bulls start fighting. It gets intense. But first, let's talk about the folic acid. Okay, so what is folic acid? I see it in a lot of products, and I, I didn't give it a second thought until I heard a few health experts talking about it. And what it is is folic acid is a B vitamin, so it's B9, and it's a synthetic version of folate. Folic acid is supposed to be converted into folate by the body. And folate is found naturally in a variety of foods like leafy green vegetables, asparagus, beans, beets, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, liver, oranges, peas, salmon, spinach, whole wheat products, and yeast. Before we talk more about folic acid, let's talk more about folate, the B9, because it's actually found naturally in foods. Okay, so it's a water-soluble vitamin, so it can't be stored in the body, so that's a good thing. It has important things to do in the body, though, such as it's involved in protein metabolism, helps to produce healthy red blood cells, and it's critical during periods of rapid growth, like during pregnancy and fetal development. And it also plays a key role in breaking down homocysteine, and that's an amino acid that can be harmful to the body, especially in high amounts. And I'm going to talk about homocysteine more in depth in another episode, but But today, more on folate, it also can help to turn on and off genes. You can actually have a folate deficiency. It's pretty common in the general population because the enzyme needed to break folate down into methylfolate, because that's the active form of folate, is usually mutated. So there's a gene mutation. The gene is labeled with the letters MTHFR. And if this gene doesn't work correctly in the body you're not going to get this very important vitamin B9. So if you're not breaking down vitamin B9 correctly, you can have several different health issues, like high homocysteine levels, increased risk of cancer, heart disease, stroke, hearing loss, infertility, migraines, and depression. In fact, here is a list of some of the symptoms you might experience if you have this nutrient deficiency. You could have anxiety, brain fog, thyroid problems, high blood pressure, depression, weight gain, gut issues, OCD, ADD, or ADHD. Now, I didn't know that OCD was actually a disorder, but apparently it is. When this folate deficiency was discovered, it prompted the use of synthetic folic acid. And according to an article from Harvard School of Public Health, and it was titled Folate, Vitamin B9, it says that starting in 1998, The U.S. Food and Drug Administration required food manufacturers to add folic acid to foods commonly eaten like breads, cereal, pasta, rice, and other grain products. If you pay attention at the store, you'll notice on the food labels the word fortified with folic acid. Now, why do they do this? First off, they say folic acid is better absorbed by the body, and the main objective is to reduce the risk of neural tube defects. Now, my first question after reading this is, How can anything man-made be better for you than something that is found naturally in foods? So that was a red flag for me. 
Not only can you find foods fortified with folic acid, you can also find it in your vitamin and mineral supplements, you know, if they're made synthetically. That's what I love about a product called Vitalite, developed by the company 3 International, because nothing is synthetic. It all comes from whole foods. And that is why you'll find on the label folate, not folic acid, because folate is natural. And Vitalite also has vitamin K12, which is needed to help folate get into the body. So that's just another reason to take Vitalite. And you can research Vitalite and purchase this on my website, genieolson.iii.earth. And you can email me for more information also at lifetop7 at gmail.com. Okay, it's important to mention that folate is important for women who are pregnant. There's an increased risk of neural tube defects in the fetus if folate intake is not adequate. So they were correct about that. But you want to be careful when taking prenatal vitamins and make sure it doesn't have folic acid in it. Because folic acid actually blocks the absorption of dietary folate, which you need. So that's a very important point. But back to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Because I feel that requiring manufacturers to add or fortify their products with folic acid, it's irresponsible. Most people look at the word folic acid and immediately think, oh, it has B vitamins in it. I know I did years ago. And you think, oh, it's good for me. But it's not. Because anything synthetic is not good for you. Now, why is folic acid bad for you? Let's talk more about that. Besides being synthetic, here's a few more reasons. Folic acid can mask vitamin B12 deficiency. And vitamin B12 is needed for absorption of folate, so you need adequate amounts. Vitamin B12 is also important in making your red blood cells and it keeps your heart, brain, and nervous system functioning properly. And if it's left untreated, you can have irreversible nerve damage. Folic acid may also accelerate age-related mental decline. It can slow brain development in children and then increase the likelihood of cancer reoccurrence. Now maybe you're one of those people who can break folate down just fine because I hope that's you. But unfortunately, half the population can't, and they don't even know it. They don't even know that they might have this mutated gene. The big question that needs to be answered is, how do you know if you might have this mutated MTHFR gene or not? There are several different tests that you can get online that are legit. And one is called 23andMe, and it's the number 23, the word and, and the word me. And then there's another test you can get also by 10x Health. And that actually tests for five different genes you may have that are mutated, so it's going to cost a little bit more. And then there's another one called Strat Gene Report. And I'm not affiliated with any of these. I'm just showing you that you have some options out there. In fact, you might find another test online that you feel is better, but or your healthcare provider might know of such a test. The thing is, your genes never change, so it's a -a once-in-a-lifetime test, and then you'll know where you stand. If you find out that you do have this mutated gene, according to Dr. Eric Berg in his discussion about avoiding folic acid and taking folate, he recommends you supplement with L-methylfolate and then also take vitamin B12 with it. And I've heard this from other health experts as well. And this brings me to my next question. Does it matter what methylfolate you take? Now, since I'm not an expert on this, I found an article on the website was SeekingHealth.com titled The Complete Guide to Folic Acid, Folate, and L-Methylfolate. And I won't go into detail, but I thought it might be helpful to tell you the article 
said to look for a supplement that uses the active form of L-methylfolate, and this is known as 5-MTHF. It's more easily absorbed by the body, and in fact, this was a super helpful article if you ever want to read it. Okay, so in the meantime, start reading the labels, as I'm constantly saying, and then try and avoid anything that says folic acid or fortified with folic acid. Get your vitamin B9 from folate that you find in Whole Foods, as well as you can get it from that super house supplement, Vitalite, that I mentioned earlier. And if you have the financial means, get tested. I know that sometimes you don't really want to know, but you might just feel better in the long run, and you might prevent having a serious illness in the future. Okay, now the purpose of this content is just to make you aware of the dangers of synthetic folic acid and then the importance of having folate in your diet. So I hope you found it helpful. So please share this with one person who you think will benefit from it. And then would you let me know if you have any luck or if you decide to get tested? And also one last thing, I'd love to hear from you if you've had good results by throwing a food or product out of your diet. Just shoot me an email and let me know what's going on because I would love to hear from you. Now let's move on to my second segment I call Mountain Adventures. It had rained heavy that chilly Sunday afternoon. It was so cold we could see our breath. But the fences needed checked and repaired. It's not unusual for a herd of elk to run through the fence, leaving an opening for our cows to happily escape. Where are they escaping to? The grain fields, of course. So we had to go whether we liked it or not. We donned our rain gear, boots, and heavy sweatshirts and worked quickly to fix any downed wires or posts. As we finished up the last quarter mile, the rain finally stopped and we headed back to the house on the four-wheeler. We were chilled to the bone. Our leather gloves were wet and this made our hands icy cold. I snuggled up to my husband Nick for warmth and just soaked in the smell of the fresh, clean, crisp air. I loved that smell after a spring rain. We made our way back to the road, and as we turned onto the dugway, I caught a glimpse of the canyon and the sarvisberry trees. I don't usually pay attention to them, but this time they were sparkling like diamonds from the raindrops, and it blanketed the leaves. I motioned to Nick to look, and we stopped for a moment to take in the beauty. I mentioned we should take a picture of it. Oh, but we were so cold, I just wanted to get home and sit by the fire. I thought to myself, There'll be another chance someday to take a picture of it. And guess what? I never have seen that again. That's why now I always have my camera with me. Because moments like I just mentioned will come and go in a matter of minutes, never to be seen again. But I have captured other beautiful moments on our ranch in the Rocky Mountains of East Idaho, and I'd love to share them with you. You can view and purchase sunsets, sunrise, rivers, forests, and more on my website mountainadventures.smugmug.com. Until the end of February 2024, use the code HEART24 for 10% off all of the photos. Now about those bulls. When bulls fight, it's like watching WWE professional wrestling on TV. It can get scary. Two of our bulls just don't like each other. And of course, they have a pecking order and fighting is a way they determine who will be king and who will get the women first. Our bulls have one purpose, and that is to breed. Our oldest and biggest bull I named Bernard. I decided he needed a name because he spent half of the fall season in my yard. He had been beat up pretty bad during the summer fighting with the other bulls, so he pulled away from the rest of the herd so he could rest and heal. 
Why he picked my yard, I will never know. But he did stay off of my lawn, so I didn't mind him too much. He is the most gentle of all of our bulls, and I kind of liked him nearby. He didn't seem to mind me either. As winter approached, the herd eventually made their way to the feed yard, and the bulls did too. Later in the middle of the winter, the calves have to be weaned off of their mothers. This is done for two reasons. One, because we sell the calves, and two, the mother has a new calf inside of her and she needs to be strong for when the new calf is born. Weaning the calves is like taking away their pacifier. They don't like it, and neither does the mama. The day to wean the calves soon approached. The weather was beautiful that sunny afternoon in February. You could see clear blue skies for miles. A perfect day to cut the calves off of their mamas. Once weaned, we keep a few as replacement heifers and the rest go to the sale. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to help that day, but Nick said not to worry. He had rounded up some wranglers to help him. Who were the wranglers? His brother Rod and our grandkids, Riker and Soraya, all great help and all seasoned helpers. Once the crew arrived, they headed for the corrals. Now the corrals are about half a mile from the house, so Rod, Soraya, and Riker hopped onto the four-wheelers, and Nook took the loader, and they headed up the steep dugway onto the ice road that goes behind our house, and they made their way to the corrals. They didn't waste any time, but went straight to work. They rounded up the entire herd and put them into the corrals. There was always a cow or a calf or two that decide they don't want to go into the corrals, but eventually with some yips and whistles from the wranglers, the herd was locked in. This included the bulls, and the sorting began. The corrals are set up next to a metal and wood loafing shed that the cows go into when it's stormy, especially during calving season. Rod, Soraya, and Riker were in the corrals separating the calves off and pushing the cows into the shed. They used fiberglass sticks. I call poker sticks, they're about five feet long. These are used for two reasons. One, to give the calves a little poke when they don't want to go, and also if you stay at least a poker stick in length away from the calf or cow, they can't reach you when they decide to kick. Soraya had several near misses. And believe me, if you ever get kicked by a calf or a cow, you have a huge bruise to remind you for weeks. And Nick was in the shed in case any calves slipped by the wranglers trying to get back to their mom. They were about halfway done sorting when the bulls decided they wanted into the shed too. They had had enough of those little calves running all over. And besides, they're so big, you really don't want them in the corrals anyway. You know it's funny how animals don't forget when an injustice has been done to them. So the younger bull was a tad scared of Bernard because he knew Bernard had a chip on his shoulder and Bernard liked it that way. Nick knew this, so he was keenly aware of both of them when they came into the shed. He noticed that eventually, while the cows were mooing around, that Bernard and the younger bull were getting too close to each other. Nick was standing near the back of the shed and wanted to separate them because he knew what would happen. They would fight, and when they start to fight, they will not back down until one of them wins, and they will take out whatever is in their way. Fences, corrals, and even humans, it doesn't matter. Once they lose their tempers, it's all over. They put their heads down and push each other with muscles bulging and rippling as they each push with every ounce of strength in their bodies. Dirt flies and the snorting is so loud. So it was important to separate the bulls before they got any stupid ideas in their heads. Nick was just about to step forward and push Bernard away from the younger bull 
when all of a sudden Bernard remembered the whooping he'd gotten earlier, and he wanted the younger bull to know. So Bernard gave him a head bump, a cheap shot, and the fighting started. The younger bull was being pushed back towards Nick, and bam! He hit Nick and threw him into the side of the shed. Then he was able to get out of the way before the bull came back again, and the bull left a huge dent in the shed where Nick had been standing. Soraya cried out, Grandpa, are you okay? He said he was, but the throbbing pain in his shoulder said he wasn't, and the bulls continued to fight. Just one more body slam for Bernard, and then they stopped. That's all Bernard wanted. He just wanted the younger bull to know he was still king. After that was over, Nick was able to move Bernard away, and Bernard happily went, being his old gentle self again. It was like he was saying, Sure, Nick, whatever you want. Once the sorting was finished, they let the cows and bulls out of the shed, and they went back out into the feed yard and started eating hay again. Everyone, that is, except Bernard. He had to stay. I figured Nick was just trying to keep the bulls separated until they got that stupid thinking out of their heads. That night, Nick's shoulder was pretty sore, but nothing was broken, thank goodness. But the thought of what could have happened is still terrifying to think about. If Nick had been even a foot closer to the bulls when they started fighting, he would have been trampled and seriously hurt. But that day when it happened, Nick was prompted not to step closer. And we know without a doubt who encouraged him. His guardian angels, of course. I often think we both at least have twelve angels watching over us at all times. God just knows we need more, I guess. Well, about a week later, it was time to take a few calves to the cell. As Nick came through the yard with the trailer, I noticed one of the calves was huge. And then as I looked closer, I noticed it wasn't a calf at all. It was Bernard. I asked Nick, where are you taking Bernard? He told me, well, to the cell. What? Why? Well, Nick said because he's worn out and older and it's too hard for him to breed anymore. And then he added, as I looked at him with my puppy dog eyes, they're not our pets. Now, I know this is true, but I just had to say it. But, I said as my lower lip stuck out like I'd just lost my balloon. But I named him. Nick just looked at me like he always does, shook his head, smiled, gave me a hug, and left for the cell. As he left, I thought I'd give it one more try, and I said, But, but I named him. To which I heard no reply. Well, I guess I'll get over it. But hey, you gotta admit, there's never a dull moment at the Enbaro Ranch. Remember this, when you've done everything you can do, that's when God will step in and do what you can't. He loves you. See you next time.